up, everybody? This is Wrestling And. And today we're going to talk about something we've never talked about before. Something that we've waited until now to talk about that we've hidden from the listeners. And we've, we've been going so long. We, Justin and I don't know how we've talked about this. But today we are going to talk about all sorts of cool stuff on the bonus episode. It's bonus time. So it's me, John Ensman, the New Japan fan, of course, along with Justin from In-Ring Art. Justin, I heard there's a wrestling store in L.A. We were talking about it before. What, what is this <laughs> wrestling store in L.A.? Yeah, I was going to mention it, too. Cause, Give a um, shout out to that guy. Yeah, this is the wrestling guy store and David at the wrestling guy store. Um, I was there earlier this week because, um, you know, I actually dropped off some of my drawings to be on display there and sell or whatever. But we were just just talking about the conversation I had with him about just kind of how the week started in wrestling in terms of the, the dark side of the ring. Um, I know we'll, we'll talk about dark side of the ring and the G one mostly. Um, oh, dark side of the ring. That, that, that was a thing that came out recently. I watched it. Did you get a chance to see it? I haven't seen it yet, but when I came in, I, I, I kind of heard, I saw some internet reaction the night before I haven't, I don't, I have to check out what you sent me, but um, I haven't really caught up on this season yet. Um, but apparently, um, this the latest episode, which was the second half of the third season debut, mm-hmm. which is now on YouTube, by the way, for I'll free. I'll have to check it out. Was the um, mm-hmm. the plane ride from hell? Mm-hmm. Plane ride from hell. And apparently, there's a couple of wrestlers, um, some talents that came out of it not looking so good. Yeah, there, there's a lot. Someone got fired, actually. Um, Who got fired? Tommy Dreamer. Oh, I thought was he was suspended. Just, oh, suspended. Okay, I don't think he was indefinitely, indefinitely from Impact. So you're right, he didn't get fired. You're right. And honestly, he could go back, but uh, he did issue an apology today on Instagram. Yeah, I saw. Which it. Chris Chris Jericho replied to. Did, did you see what Chris I, Jericho? Chris said Jericho has forgiven him, so I think we're we can all put this behind. Forgiven. Us now. So, all right, moving on to the next topic. So the G one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, Chris Jericho forgave him and. He did his little apology thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you straight up, man. I don't know how well I am equipped to talk about this episode, but I'm going to try my damn best because wasn't around, like, didn't know anything about it. Actually, wasn't a fan at the time. Um, and there's a lot of touchy subjects here. So, look, I'm going to try my best, guys. Um, this is a tough one. Yeah, and, I, I uh, honestly, I number one, I didn't see this episode. I saw some of the clips of it. So I can't even well, get ready then, comment on it because um, there's there year, was some crazy shit. What year was it? Two thousand. So that's what I was just looking up. It was the like two. Yes, yeah, somewhere along that line. But Meltzer says that there were actually multiple plane rides where bad stuff happened. Okay, that's and believable. that there's no there way probably that's just wasn't isolated just one yeah. plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. And the reason, the big contention is because the, on the episode, they're like, where was Vince? And someone's like, oh, he was in the plane, but I don't know where he was. He was in the front. But uh, Meltzer is pretty sure Vince was not on the plane. And it makes sense because if he was, like, bro, like, something would have been done. Like, they would have talked to him. Something would have happened. Or he would, they, um, the guys would have acted like that around him. Or that, and Jr. was so Jr. was on the plane, and he was. But it's funny now because, dude, is a, like an announcer for AEW, does a pretty good job, has his issues, but 
He was vice president of talent relations back then. Yeah. So it's a wildly different job. But we'll all talk yeah. about. Now, I don't know how far this goes. 2003, is that what it was? I still don't have that confirmed. I was kind of Googling okay. that. So. Early 2000s. But it definitely was um, a year or two plus or minus that. Yeah, early 2000s. Uh, I don't. I know this. I don't know how old this gets. Sometimes. Okay. I saw Tommy Dreamer's comments. I will say it. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Twenty years ago. Nineteen years ago. That's a long. Not only a long time ago in the number of years, but in the way cultures are and everything like that. Not like to say that helicoptering your penis was never, probably never acceptable and never should be acceptable <laughs> and is absolutely unless it's you by yourself in the mirror and it makes you laugh. Um. I think it's horrible that that took place, if that's what took place. And then there's even people that are challenging the credibility of the flight attendant. There's rumors that they settled out of court years ago or whatever it was. No, I don't that, know. Like I said, I haven't seen the episode. That's not a rumor. That's an, uh, that is, is that what true? happened. And that is covered. And, yeah, so th- this flight attendant has her... St- I'm not going to lie, dude. She's probably one of the more credible people in the episode because okay. she has nothing. She like I didn't see it, she was so. not part of the WWE. She she flew around like the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix, uh, all the Arizona teams. She did work for all those teams. And this was just WWE. And like she remembers it pretty. Uh, she she remembers it in detail, Maybe. man. She remembers Ric Flair swinging his fucking giant cock like Boy. a helicopter blade. Now. Tommy there was one quote from someone else that he's not the nature boy unless he didn't have a hammer like that. And yeah. Well, anyway, Tommy Dreamer's comments were basically comparing his two ponytails to doing that and saying it's offensive. And then he said something like, um, that was just the way Rick Floor was. People, I mean... Is, is that what they're saying was the one? Because the quote that also kind of got me was he goes, uh, the lady that got the lawsuit, you know, mm-hmm. he goes, well, if she really cared about this, she shouldn't have taken the money. She should have gone to full court. So did, he did kind of showed. That too? Yeah, he said that in the end. So there was a little bit of a showing of blame on the victim. Man. No, no, victim blaming and victim shaming. And that's. So th- those Tommy, were some of the things. Yeah. Those were some of the things he said. Look, do I think he should get fired for it? I'm. I, I, look, here I'm going to tell you the truth, man. And here's like, yes, I. Those were bad things to say, but I don't think he should be the guy that's getting in trouble or the I, heat for it because he's telling the truth in some of the situations. Now, saying about her not getting fi- uh, not taking the money, blah blah blah, that's fucked up. But he does say like the truth that. A lot of these guys were just doing their thing at the time, and they didn't really know any better. I, uh, Not that it makes it okay. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's it's kind of an open-ended debate. I mean, somebody like, let's, you know, like, we can talk about all these guys in the Me Too, and some of the ones, you know, your Marty Skrulls, your Joey Ryans, and all that stuff. Um Will Ospreay even named a little bit like uh, I don't want I don't want to pick an example because once again I I know we're boring people with like this whole thing but Marty Skrull right what he did mm-hmm. now I think what he did was probably t- pretty terrible from like this stuff is horrible now at what point I don't think he should work in New Japan I don't want to see him wrestle again I'm cool without seeing him again yeah. 
but in the in playing that devil devil's advocate side is he a, a allowed to go out and have if he has to go make a living what is what is is he just to, done to me or, i think a lot I think of you're the muted or something you're muted unmute yourself brother <laughs> there we go wait 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 there we go okay i just made the best rebuttal ever and it was fully ah, muted. i um, want to hear it because no I... uh no here's the thing like uh, okay as someone who's been to jail and done bad things in the past yeah i'm not going to go into too much detail but i was a thief for years okay to support a habit i had so you know i would hope now, if I ever ran for office, I would immediately be told no. But, you know, I can't care, buy a gun or anything like that. I think it just depends on what you've done in the past that should control, like, what opportunities you get in the future. Now, wrestling's weird because it's like the fans control that, you know? And um, if this plane ride today happened, of course, all these wrestlers would be canceled and it would be the biggest scandal ever. Yeah. And people would love to see Ric Flair fall. And that's why wrestlers are so much smarter today. And, it would never I mean, happen today. Is really the bottom line. It wouldn't happen today, and Everyone they don't do the drugs cell like phone they used cameras to. Cameras and all that stuff. It would never happen. Exactly. Would never happen. I never say never, right? I didn't think that Joey Ryan and uh, David Starr were doing the things they did, but that was more behind closed doors. This was a public event. Yeah. And uh, so, you know. When we talk about the culture of the time and the theme backstage, there were other pieces of evidence brought up that helped explain the culture of the time. So one of the main story was Brock Lesnar mm -hmm. repeatedly uh, showing his dick, basically, to Marlena or Terry Reynolds. Right. I heard that, too. And what? how come nothing's happened with that? Here's another running theme through the show, dude, is if you're big enough in that industry at that time, you're in, you're in, you don't get punished. No, I don't. There were people. I'm talking about just from the outcry of the episode. But that's the thing, dude. It's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. What are they going to do? Well, Ric Flair. Fire I think, him and then everyone's going to well, get it mad. It seems like the guy who took the most heat was um, was was Tommy Dreamer. There was a couple. <laughs> That, At the time, no, though it was Kurt Hennig. No, but I'm Scott talking about Hall. right now. Yeah, yeah, right now, Tommy Dreamer definitely has taken the bulk of the bulk of the heat. And you know what, man? I have a feeling there's a lot of fans that don't care to go on to Brock Lesnar shit and write hate message on him. You know why? Brock Lesnar is not even affected by that. Type well, he's of not stuff. even he on social media, less. really. So, so I mean. You know, uh, unless the news picked it up, then it would be a big deal. But why would the news do that? What's the interest in it for them? I mean, fuck, dude. It's a weird one. Uh, why are you going to chase a 70-something-year-old man who was at his prime back in the day? Well, they did it with Cosby, so fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, I'm I not just gonna. I'm not going to never watch a Ric Flair match again, but... It's crazy. Look, I mean, that's just the thing I think about. Like, I thought, I think a lot of the things these guys do is horrible i mean and you can't victim blame it's awful and the stuff with you know marty Skrull and joey ryan are probably never going to wrestle again um they will never wrestle again i don't, i think they're retired at least david Starr is retired i see david Starr. i know who he is and i know he did some bad stuff but may have been one of the worst um, 
I know the Marty Skrull, they tried to bring him into uh, a New Japan Strong. New and Japan, they, but the fans reacted. Their fans reacted, and there was rumors that XPW was going to Excuse me, they him. did bring him into the episode, but they canceled it. Yes, and um, there was also a rumor that he, uh, that Marty Skrull is going to be doing the, the XPW relaunch from Rob Black in Please November. Please tell me that's not the truth, um, man. If I was him, I would avoid that like the plague. Um, I, I would, would avoid just, him like the plague. Yeah, poor. I mean, you know, and we look here. We can go to each individual thing that I know. I said earlier, like, why can't they go out and make a living? But they they can go get jobs. They can they can find an industry because there's no criminal record for these guys. They just can't do it in wrestling. You know, they can go. Out yeah. And make a living. Well, and the same thing happens with actors and singers yeah. and. But it is weird nowadays. You know what it happens a lot with is social media people because fucking influencers, a lot of them are total morons and then they become millionaires. And there's been so many influencers that can't post anymore. Like they could, but they just get off it because they don't. But yeah, I I don't. Obviously, I don't feel sorry for them. Um, But, you know, also like. You know, taking advantage of someone sexually is kind of a different level of crime. It's not like, you know, stealing from somebody's. I mean, like, it's not you're physically harming them. You know, it's true. That's a different type of thing. Like, and you can you can make a comparison. And look, we're not. I will not try to forgive people who do these things. But I'll say that there are levels. There are gradients to everything. And. Exposing yourself is extremely inappropriate, but yeah. it's different than forcing your hand down a girl's skirt and touching of her. Of course, because so you don't now want they're both to... bad, and they're both bad though yeah. in their own way. Of course, you don't want to underplay the person that actually does the physical forcing and all that. You don't want to downplay that and make that look honest. You know what I mean? You want to make sure that's viewed as. Yeah, that's why a lot of jobs is. have a zero tolerance poli- policy right. for this type of behavior. So, but, but the rock and roll industry and the wrestling industry are a little different for this type of stuff. And I sometimes I mean I, I Tommy Dreamer. I mean I saw most some of his comments. I haven't seen all of it, so I guess I don't have like a full, fully educated opinion on it. But man. The victim blaming is just not the thing to do, and to just not to ever to like, especially now, no. maybe twenty years ago, if he did that interview and oh, said it. Oh God, but yeah, say, especially after with what happened, it was tone deaf in that sense. Or five or was six a little years bit, ago, just, yeah. He would. It's been like, don't fine? you know what just happens? But I'm sure he's some Philly dude. Is so he's from Philadelphia. I. Uh, um, Jersey or something. Are you nice from New Jersey? York, and he's probably like, yeah, hey, I just do what I do, homie. But to me. Just, I'm just disappointed in his judgment. Uh, did is, did you anything. hear who who got punished for the episode? Uh, I went like back it. then. Back then. Oh no, I know. So Kurt Hennig was fired. He got in a fight with Brock Lesnar. A fight on the plane. Mm. <clears throat> so they they were like shoot throwing each other against the fucking emergency exit door. Oh man! So yeah, of course Brock uh, was okay. Brock, the was other the one young was coming guy, and that's why they fired Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Now this is probably one of the more shocking facts on the episode. So the plane was stalled for seven hours before they went right mm-hmm. before they left, and that's part of the reason this whole thing happened. 
The boys went through three carts of airplane liquor, and she said they weren't mini bottles. They were full bottles. They went through three carts of liquor before they took off. Oh, no. She said she'd never seen any other group ever go through one. So their flight got delayed. And By seven hours. And they, and they just got started fucked up on the plane. Before it even took off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If so as they go. Delayed, they were just on the runway for seven hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, and it's like this beautiful private jet with personal accommodations, you know, all that shit. And so what happened, and this is one of the saddest stories of them all because addiction is so terrible, is that um, when they landed, they found Scott Hall just passed out. And they picked him up and they couldn't move him and they thought he was dead. Mm -hmm. But he was breathing, but he wouldn't move. So they had to put him in a uh, wheelchair and wheel him into customs saying that he had a condition and they put sunglasses on him. So it's like my fucking weekend with Bernie dead dude in the wheelchair as they wheeled him through and uh fucking jim ross said he saw that and he just gave him like the dirtiest look dude i mean he saw him in the airport i mean at what point can you even do anything if you're jim ross what i mean how can you it was just he says he takes full responsibility for the episode okay well that's i mean I, i yeah I mean, there's a there's probably a lot of blame to go off. Of course, it's well, anyways. I I think I'm. It's a tough. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. Maybe Jim should have controlled the liquor input, but hey, these are big six foot eight fucking wrestlers that are, you know. I mean, it sounds they to me, just got off a huge tour, also. And I think Rob Van Dam was on it too, basically. Rob Van Dam was on it, and he yeah. looked okay out of it. It sounded like. Yeah, he kind of just watched. I mean, they cut fucking. Uh, Freebird boy's hair off. They cut his fucking ponytail Michael off, dude, and put it in a bag. Yeah. That was a dick move straight up. But that one's more kind of funny. Well, that, But, of course, yeah. and then you got Ric Flair in the robe, you know? Um, I mean... And Terry Reynolds and Dustin, who got... Dustin was a fucking idiot. But the here's the funny thing. The, the flight receptionist said that Dustin was the nicest one. Anyways, yeah, I got I to gotta check it out, I guess. But, Tommy, just really bad judgment in what you said, and we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I mean. I didn't, I didn't think, I've heard this story. You've heard this story. We've all heard stories like this and much more. I mean, we've heard all sorts of crazy fucking stories in the world of wrestling, especially with Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, but when you see them, like, put on an episode like this that makes it a serious event, it's not so funny anymore. When you hear about it, it's hilarious. Like, they what? They did what? But then you, like, hear about the reactions of the people around them, and it's not quite as funny anymore. It's Sometimes real, down yeah. to being honestly disturbing. So, yeah, it's it's sad, man. Um, it's tough. But we are uh, going to talk about a different tough, a strong kind of tough. Yes. Strong style, man. And uh, we're moving from the sad to the happy, unless we're talking about the Yano match. But... Uh, G1 is back, dude, and it's back with a boom, a big boom. So let me ask you at first, what was your response or your first instinct when you heard about the lineups and the blocks? Well, the first instinct is the same that everybody had, is that it's limited. (coughs) There's a lot of people who probably shouldn't be in this tournament, and I stand by my guns with that. But, um, you know, 
the, it's only been two nights. Let's be honest here, okay? So it's only been two nights, but uh, you know, it's a disappointment with the uh, with the setup there. But they got you know that was my first thought. Now you, my well, when I saw the car like it, it come together, I you know kind of literally looked at it and judging by the circumstances and what the the company's you know focus and mission is now mm-hmm. um it seems like it was the best they could put together mm. minus maybe having will osprey or jay white or minora suzuki uh you know maybe yeah. you can make but you know those guys say, have the those guys might be doing something just as important that's as what i'm the saying G1 right now that's what i'm saying you can make the argument john moxley um you know any anyone who wants to at the open with the open door policy man but the thing is i think what we don't know about obviously the work they're doing in the united states and the stuff we're starting to see in the united states right now is so cool and so awesome that it's yeah. forgivable um but also i think we have to think about maybe somebody like john moxley or, you know, I'm not going to say Jay White because I think Jay White and Will Ospreay could have went to the G1. Or Finn well, Rob, yeah, of uh, course. David Finley. Well, David Finley would have made his first appearance and Juice and would have been in it as a stalwart. He's been in, like, a lot of G1s recently. And so, Will Ospreay and all those great guys that are in America. Right. Um, I know we got the Gorillas of Destiny basically replacing a few. Which is no, fine. we got Yujiro. Yujiro. We got Okan. Who was in it last year? Okan wasn't in it in last year, was he? I'm okay with Okan. He might have. He might have. I, I think he was in the New Japan Cup, but he wasn't in the G1 yet. Okay. Um, I I think considering the, the world circumstances, I don't think you can bring anyone. I think the issue they're having now is unless you had a work permit or some kind of uh, visa, work visa, before a certain time. I don't think they're making, I'll just put it this way. I don't think they're making any new work visas right now. Yeah. So let's sure. say John Moxley was there last in 2019. Maybe his, his work visa expired. So they're just, they can't get him over at all right now. And maybe the mm-hmm. same can be said for, uh, no, nah, I mean, David Finley, Jay White and, and, um, juice can probably go over if they, if they needed to, but there's probably some guys who their visas have lapsed. Or um, are new and they can't get the visa to go over there yet. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be issues like that. And, you know, the country's being very cautious right now. So yeah. there were rumors, and then I heard about it from Voices of Wrestling, that they kind of are trying to book in a way so that they can't fuck it up with COVID. Yeah, they're you know trying to probably keep a nice tight bubble. Yeah, they want the A and the B blocks totally separated, you know, for right. the most part. They have little extra matches, so it's just show for the most part. And, yeah, so, and they, again, they, uh, like, they're not having many people come out as managers. So it's just Dick Togo. No, it's been Dick what? Togo, Jado. But but only one manager per wrestler. Right, right. Oh, so, no, I mean. Because they were, they were considering having uh, Ghetto and Dick Togo come out for evil. With Ghetto or maybe Show or Jada, like they just wanted their a whole title fucking... match a couple weeks ago. They had all three of those guys with them. That's what I'm saying. They the wanted to do that for the G1. But they, they wanted to do yeah. that for the G1, but 
they can't do it because of COVID. Right. I, I think... Which is good. Remember a month ago, they were saying that the whole roster was, was fully vaccinated. Remember they were bragging about that? Yeah, but one of them got it not too long ago, It was too, Shingo, wasn't so. it? Yeah. It was Shingo. It was Shingo. But let's talk about those first two nights. I well, first so of all, the do, you, do you remember the match order on the on them? Oh, let me let me. Up? I can look it up. I can try. Okay. Um, I just will start by saying that since this I this is a bonus episode, people, we uh, are ad hoc. Yeah, we just kind. Right I just now, messaged so. John a couple hours. ago. He hey, just man. messaged me and said, "You want to?" Yeah, we're said, doing. So let's yeah. do it. So, um, no, I will uh, say no this notes for today about the G one. It's honestly been my favorite thing since I gotten back into wrestling. You know, like it's one of the best. It's been my favorite thing. It feels like Christmas in July or when it was in July. It, it it is a season, and it's like once it came, I was like, oh, it's back. Like, you know, the fact there's that, times when you take your break from New Japan, but when G1 season hits, nah, man, it's, it's the, all breaks. It's the only thing in pro wrestling that has like standings and rankings and points. That's and true, man. It's like watching. It's like a, a, it's a real like watching a, It's like March yeah, Madness. It's, it's like March Madness, or I'm thinking like watching um, like racing events where there's like every week you're looking at all the standings are all different, you know. It's so cool, man. And they get their points, and it's a lot of fun, man. I've been watching it religiously for three years now, four years. I didn't watch it for a few years. It kind of confused me. But, uh, man, it's been generally great every time. These are the matches that I'll show my friends, you know. Yeah. Because you'll get, like, three or four of good ones in a row, and you can show them to people, and they're just like, holy my fuck, f- My dude. favorite wrestling match of all time is the final from, I think, 2017, which was... Naito and Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that, that more than awesome. any of the Okada Omega stuff, which is obviously outstanding. But that match to me is my favorite pro wrestling match of all time. And if someone mm. will let me watch, show them a forty-minute match, I'm showing them that one. Um, yeah, man. So let's start. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I gotta say real quick. I remember when I was in Comcore, like that, the house jail system or whatever. I uh, we had a wrestling fan there. He was a kind of. <laughs> I don't know how to describe him, dude. He was a goofy guy. I'll just put it that way. But he was a big wrestling fan. So I showed him uh, Ishii versus Goto in, like, the G1 29. And, dude, like, he was, like, in shock. He was like, dude, that's the best wrestling match I've ever seen. And then he told me afterwards, he was like, yo, did you realize they never left the ring once? I was like, I didn't realize that. But it's true. Wait, they had you, an entire you were, showing, you were watching New Japan in jail? Uh, in, in Comcore, that's like, um, that's like you can go work and go to like visit your family, but then you have to go back every night and like stay with all the, it's actually like prison, but it's called Comcore. It's halfway house. Oh, okay. So it was so, like you were so I, supervised release kind of thing. Yeah. So I put a, I put a, uh, like I was downloading G1 every day on the library computers and putting it on a USB and bringing it back and watching it on our big screen projector. So, yeah, dude, we, but he saw it and he was like, oh, my God. That's and then his favorite dude was Ishii. <laughs> and he called he called the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. This this uh, noodle guy or the slinky guy. Right. Yeah. That, well, that's, so, that's been made. That comparison. It, it, made. it, it appeals to everyone. So sure. do you have those match lineups for? So um, I guess I can skip the show and the young lion match. Well, uh, are you watching those in detail? A little because bit. I'm not Sometimes watching I like them, to really. play it because I don't want to miss anything. I'm weird, but I, I yeah. just, I'll just play around in the background. 
I this morning. I'll start watching the Young Lions when I start trusting it's them. It's been more. great. I wake up before everyone in the morning, so I'm up and I kind of throw it on the fire stick or put my headphones oh, on yeah. and put on the projector and I have a cup of nice. coffee and just it's been beautiful. Anyway, it's, it's a nice morning thing for you, huh? For me, it's like before bed. The A block but, uh, started um, with uh, Yujiro Takahashi defeating. Kota Obushi yeah. in 11 minutes and 31 seconds. With Did you call him Kota Obushi? Kota Ibushi, right? <laughs> with the, yeah, with but the, with what? Are, what is it? With the no. What did he juice, beat him with? The big yeah, juice, which is basically a I don't know, like a turnover suplex. High angle DDT, isn't it? It to me, it looked like you take him up from a suplex and you just flip him over. It was like I don't know, huh? Nothing special. Huge upset. 11 minutes 31 seconds. Kota just doesn't have his lungs right now, and I think that's just going to be a story they tell. That's what's going on. I probably think in better. Real life, right? We've talked about the the um, the what he recovered from the um, respiratory pneumonia. Pneumonia. Yeah. Um, horrible, horrible thing, and there's no way horrible. he's at 100 percent right now. Or they could. You don't. You don't think they're just uh, ribbing you and uh, booking him that way. You think he? Think you know they close. like to have people lose and then come back later. Yeah, well, so. right, but not to Yujiro Takahashi. That is weird, and that's <laughs> Clean, a good point in man. the middle of Yujiro. the ring. But uh, they're giving Yujiro some credibility here. That's going to definitely make him a stronger opponent going forward. It kind of sure. makes you want to eyeball his matches a little more. And, and why not start see what's thing, going on? Why not kick off the whole tournament with a shock and people thinking, "Oh, he's just there to eat pins." I have no problem with it. Um, yeah. Why not make it feel like anything can happen? You know, um, I watched when I, I watched it with a group of people on uh, on Discord. Oh, nice! And I'm I'm like live. I usually do. Yeah, yeah. I will usually watch New Japan live with a group on Discord. That's However, awesome. I uh, I muted them for most of the match because I don't want to talk. I'm trying to pay attention to the match. Sure. You know, but uh, at the end I missed it, and they were like, "Abushi just lost," and I was like, "What happened?" They told me, and then I was like. Okay, what kind of interference did he bring in there? Like, yeah. nah, bro, it was clean. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and then the second match was uh, Great Okan and Tongaloa. Great Okan, Tongaloa, probably barely was paying attention to this, this one. Was, you... It was a good match. I honestly don't think there were... There was really not a bad match this whole weekend, to be honest. Um, there, Yes, there was. There was a bad, bad, bad match, bro. And are you talking Sporiano about Kento and Yana? Kenta. It was that okay. Sucked, bro. It was it was your typical Yano. How does those... Yano get the hair dye out? Anyway, one second. I, who it's not out. He had to re-dye his hair, bro. He re-dyed his hair back to his natural color. I know it for one match. I think it's funny. That well, is dedication. I think it's great. I love it. Um Great Okan and Tongaloa. Um it's good to see Tongaloa, you know, getting some extended time as a singles competitor. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, for both those guys. Yeah. They uh they can wrestle, man. Like, and Great Okan, I don't, I don't even hate their tag team stuff. Like, yeah. I like that stuff too. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of people that don't not really the, like them, but I have no. I love Great. They're not like five star guys. Yeah, but they definitely know how to put on a good match. And we'll talk. We'll in talk about. General. Um, you know, we'll talk about Tama. I thought he brought it, and we'll talk about that the net, in a yeah, few yeah, minutes. Yeah. Um, and Kenta Yano, you're, you're, are you not a fan of Yano's stick? Huh? Shtick, right? No, I'm, I'm not, and I haven't been for years because I've seen it for years. And, okay. you know, for the first couple years, it was pretty entertaining. But I get his role. We Everyone has to. It's like we're on repeat every G1. I get his role. He's a spoiler guy. But, like, 
I'd rather see cool matches than... Okay. I'd almost rather see a real match and have uh, Yujiro upset somebody for a spoiler than have... The, Yano the tape somebody to the... Shit. Yeah, I, I get you. I, I love having Yano there. I mean, obviously, I don't want to see it every match, and I, I wish look, sometimes... Look, some are fine, bro, but yeah. this one was just bad with the I, bandages. I, I liked so Kenta gimmicky. taping his hands and throwing him under the ring. I thought that was pretty funny. Because Kenta can go to yes. that kind of garbage place, too. Um, but I, Just go full deathmatch if I, you're going to do the tape. I, say, would, go I would like to see Kenta treated a little more seriously when they brought him back here. I know this whole COVID thing didn't do anyone any favors, and I think Kenta does live in Florida. Like, he's a resident there. Yeah. So, um, this probably hasn't helped, but when they brought him back, they get him in the Bullet Club, and he really just... He just went right back to the middle card. I'm not in any way comparing him to what they did with Evil, but it he basically they put him at the top for two seconds when that whole thing switched over, and then he went right back to the middle. He went into the middle. I, I don't the middle I don't mind it so bad because I think they put him at his ability. I don't think the dude is a banger anymore. Although he has good matches sometimes. Age, yeah. And he's had some serious so, injuries. And you know what? They did send him over to the United <clears throat> States first thing. He was the first guy. That True. really broke yeah, yeah, the forbidden yeah. door. So. And I'm sure we will see him after the G1 in the U.S. again. And we're I'd love be, to watch I, him. I honestly think in if we have um, another a, a G1 in the summer, this summer, it could be huge, and I think they might go beyond oh, the God. 20. We'll see what well, happens. Look, I'll tell you this. One of the most legendary matches of the 2000s was Kenta versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. They had multiple matches in Ring of Honor, and they were really high-rated, amazing matches. So there's a huge rematch waiting to happen there. Sure. Um, and who knows who, what other crazy people. So I was thinking about this today. Imagine next summer, right, and you're Tony Khan, and you get a message from Ghetto, and then you can just text all your heavyweights and say, who, who wants to be in the G1? You know, you can't do anyone with the title. You can't do any top uh, top like top booked guys but like imagine that you get to send out a text that says who wants to be in the g1 this year i i I think we might just see a g1 usa um if it's not separate like they did the junior japan cup usa i just don't see it man i I don't think they can sell the kind of tickets they do i don't think they need to sell tickets they just do it on strong tapings uh i know we said they can't really do that but I think that the way no, that but I'm saying that's how they make their money, bro, with the G1 is through the tickets. Right, but they can so still popular. do the same G1 in Japan with 20 guys, but then they do a another tournament out here. Oh, oh you're saying a, a double G1? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Fuck. I think they're gonna they're gonna do something like that next year. I have a feeling, if not I'm, sooner, I'm than later. sure we'll get there eventually with the expansion and we might even have all the knows? companies. We might even have it before the end of the year with all the dudes that are. The king of pro wrestling. Well, that depends on Japan right we now. We have Ishii so. coming over soon again, because apparently he was on New Japan Strong this weekend. Yeah, he was. That was that was taped right after Resurgence. They're starting to play those episodes uh, now. I haven't seen with it yet. crowd with a crowd. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it. But no, isn't Ishii and they have Shingo coming over in the United States in November? I mean, they do. I think so. There's some stuff coming. Anyway. Match five uh, that night was Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito, which I thought was outstanding. I fucking loved this match, dude. It was so 
awesome. And uh, we like, haven't even talked about what our predictions are for this tournament, but maybe we can do it after we talk about the first two nights. Dude, I'm I don't think I'm prepared to make any predictions. I can't. I mean, there's too much. I haven't honestly even haven't even thought about I, it where I usually do. It's just you don't know because there's so much not outside this tournament happening I that know. would play in to my what head. I just here. say Okada. You just do Okada. That's the great choice. That's the always a great choice. I would n- I would not say no to an Okada Shingo uh dome match. That's for sure. Uh again. But um who knows, man. There's definitely people that won't win, I can tell you that. Well, yeah. But there's whether it's 19. between Ibushi, Tanahashi, Naito, Okada. <laughs> um so. Naito great. Uh I mean Naito is just so damn good. I don't know if there's a guy that's better at selling than Naito. He's like, dude, you know what you notice about the New Japan guys when they wrestle Zack Sabre? Is they're like just as technically good as he, Like, dude, they're not as good as him technically, but they can roll with him on the floor, yeah. the best guys, you know? Especially Naito, Sonata, and Tanahashi. They are especially awesome with him on the floor. And you're just like, Jesus, bro, Naito can go on the ground, dude. Naito has, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. might be like one of the most... I'm not saying underrated because he's rated tremendously, but he might be like kind of the unsung hero of a lot of these tournaments and of that roster. He he knows how to build a match in a whole different way, dude. Yeah. So much different. It's 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 a complete 180 from the match after this. Um, he doesn't build it on strikes, man, and it's just all these submissions and then another submission, then another submission, then another submission. He's super and versatile so and he can almost... He has great chemistry with almost everyone on the roster. Yeah. You know? He had a great math which e- match with Ishii before, bro. Right. Many. So that was that might have been the match of the weekend. I'm sure I'll go over some more, but I, I thought it was I really liked that one. Yeah. yeah. And then the main event, which was whew, another outstanding match. Um, Shingo Takagi and Tamahiro Ishii. Yeah, this is just like a legendary match between these two guys they've had this was the best match i believe they've ever had together they've had others in the g1 a couple years ago um this this one just like blew the roof off dude um god forearms to the head this loud smacks that has been one thing and i know kevin kelly hinted at it because they were at the uh osaka uh prefectural gymnasium which is kind of the older yeah uh, in in Osaka, and mm-hmm. I think it's called the Edion Arena or whatever. But um, Kevin Kelly was saying the acoustics of the place were pretty solid. Like you can hear a lot of the you know the smacks of the wrestlers and all that stuff. But oh, dude, I I would imagine Jesus like those dudes. It was just an all time. Everything was great, man. Even the botch was awesome, and even even like, the clapping. From the crowd played really well in this match. A clap the, only crowd. Well, they were so passionate, and that's Os- uh, that Osaka crowd, right? Yeah, but they were so passionate. But you know, uh, two things. One, the clap only. You can really hear those smacks a little bit more. That made it more intense. And some of the clotheslines were like a gunshot. Oh my god! And dude. Um, there was some audible gas from the crowd at certain points too. Oh, that was dude, awesome to hear. I think this might have been one of the biggest rule disobeying crowds we've had in New Japan since the clap crowd started because 
these guys weren't shy of gasping and oh, like how do you not? Do you would it, hear though? little you things like that. Uh, you can't help yourself, and that's good wrestling brings that out. Fair to say, and though, I mean, that was a great first night. Um, I guess in your idea, with the exception of the Yano, you had a, a you had an out, you had a, a you know. I, I thought the last two matches were so amazing, and then bro. you had the first match. You had the upset of the last five years, maybe that that, that was pretty. That was pretty intense. So it was a very um, eventful night. Um, those know. last, I, I'm just gonna say that those last two matches. Or like some of the best I've seen all year. Absolutely, for and sure. You had a so. first. You had Tonga Loa's first match. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot. There was a little bit of everything, and two outstanding double main event for that night. Uh, night two. I know a lot of people were very um, were, bullish. Or no, 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 bearish. I don't know what's the, other the B block has taken a lot of uh, criticism of there not being not being a very deep, uh, you know card i mean uh, one block's always gonna get that yeah of course and i mean you got you got okada and tanahashi so not all is lost with that um i guess the match the the night opened with show beating somebody up again um good for him uh yoshi he'll be doing that every night yoshi Yoshi hashi actually put on a good match fought really hard against evil who actually also Put on a good performance. Holy shit, man. Are we in bizarro world, according to Michael Cole here? Like, I thought these guys uh, put on a nice little match for the expectations. What, what do you think? I, I thought it was fine. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, it's evil is really hit and miss with me. Mo- miss, mostly lately. But miss. Um, in this type of and, and Yoshihashi has a great little underdog kind of uh that's kind of become his thing right he's like the underdog always and yeah he's he's got a weird charisma right like it's like a lazy charisma he yells and he does all that stuff but when he comes to the doesn't have the ring with like a curtain rod or something like that oh dude i remember back in the day when he had his hair done like the fucking it's just terrible but (laughs) he definitely looks more casual and uh yeah, evil kind of sucks for the most part, in my opinion, especially the interference. But uh, I thought they put in some pretty good effort here. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, evil has got a good look, though. Even with the, with the, the the way they tweaked it and he got rid of the guy liner and all that stuff. It, when you see him walking in the ring, like the guy looks like he's got a good look. But then he does look cool. He does nothing but... to back it up in that way. Uh, there, there was a it was a lot more active here. I thought I thought there'd be a lot more bullshit, which there was some, but there was it some for out. sure. Um, this match surprised me too. I thought Chase Owens turned out really well against Jeff Cobb. Yeah, yeah, and Jeff Cobb's at his all time peak right now. He's pulling good matches oh, out man. of everybody. So I mean, you know, Chase Owens. He's been with the company for so long. Finally gets this G one kind of deal going on it's kind of like what hanare or fucking finlay would have wanted um as they've been around for a little bit too but chase owen stayed in japan and he's getting this shot yeah and he's getting he's rewarded the for his loyalty for sure but you know, to be honest with you the guy's not bad I don't want. I don't I think, think he. People mainly hate his look. He's not the most handsome guy in the world. No. He's got kind of a gut going on for a wrestler. No, he's in, he's probably actually in the best shape of his life. But some people they, they you, know, you just they don't look cut and like that. But he's a damn good uh, in ring wrestler. 
Yeah, and I'm looking forward to more from this guy. He's got this bevy of opponents before him. You know, the G1 is a proving grounds, man. Yeah. Honestly, even if you lose your fucking matches, you go out there and you have bangers. And uh, he's never going to be in a main event, I don't think. I haven't looked that up. He's got it when he's... I don't think he's in any, but I'm sure maybe he's in a semi-main. And uh, we'll confirm Probably that on next point. episode. I mean, if he's doing Okada Tanahashi... He could be in one of those. Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah. Um. So. And, and, and we'll, the we'll thing wa- about him too is, he he has that. I mean, I know he's a heel, but he almost has that underdog, Yoshihashi, ness about him as well. So actually, he I does really for the smart fans for sure because we've seen him around. We know that, you know, if he has a good match, we do want him to win. Hey, and you know what? You know, if he wrestles like shit, I don't know about that. Low key, we might see it if the when we will see it. Maybe that Yoshihashi uh, Chase Owens match will be a good one, <laughs> opening the night up. that would that would definitely be like the underdog sleeper hit there, that could right? Be, that could be something just like don't fast forward past that match. Let's see what those two dudes can do together. Um, well, and that's what's kind of got us me excited about this G1. Is yeah. like, yeah, it's a lot of new faces and stuff, but there's no Fale, right? Right. There's guys who are actually like, look like they tr- are treating this like a G1. So maybe there was talk backstage, like, let's make this. All these a guys G1. Are, are in ring New Japan capable. And not to say Fale, like, I, I've always liked Bad Luck Fale, but you don't want him out there every night, you know, like. I know the, one of the card, one of the matches on the card I went to was Lance Archer and Bad Luck Fale was one of the matches, Ooh. and Ooh. that's just the big guy, big guy match isn't always the greatest thing. But okay, so then you had Sonata and Tamatango, which was an outstanding match. I I think I missed this one to be. I honest, would go back so. and watch it again, and you know, really, so, I, I thought they brought out the best in each other, and um. Thomas got kind of a little faux hawk going that looked good, and um, ah, he even nice. took off the you know Roman Reigns kind of vest thing, and you know showed off all that you know finally uh, got his beard abs back. and stuff off. Good so. for him. And Sonata like doesn't really. Um, I think Sonata's a fine wrestler, great look, but doesn't omit a lot of emotion. He's the cool, quiet guy. But he omitted a little bit in this match, and. Uh, Tama omits and he's great. It was a really good match. I really liked it a lot. Nice. I would go back and watch it if you didn't. Was it technical or hard hitting or you uh, know, a little so bit of everything? Kind of a technical, a little bit yeah. of everything. But um, and and who won with what move? Uh, Sonata, Sonata probably won, won right? with the skull end. Yeah, with the skull end. Okay. And uh, no, no, Tapped no. He out? won with the Okada roll. O'Connor, O'Connor roll. O'Connor roll, where he you know where they yeah yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah one of them yeah. gripping the ropes and rolled and he and he. Does he do his? Uh, he didn't do it Bridge? that much. He just rolled him up. Okay. And it was they beat each other up. He had him in the skull end. Uh, nice. And uh, Tama fought hard. It was one of those ones where he was like, "You got me." So really good match. Damn. I would check it out if you need something to watch. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go have to, have to go back and check that out. That sounds and like a fun one. Hiroki Goto and Taichi. Uh, um, was that Hiroki Goto and Taichi. I like both these guys. Um, tai Chi and Hiroki Goto, they're both kind of similar guys in that they don't get the huge push. Well, Goto has in the past. They're they're a little age difference there, but they they're like I think they're generally well liked by fans, and they both can definitely put on a match, especially Tai Chi lately. What do you think of this one? I liked it a lot. Um, I love watching the kind of evolution of Tai Chi 
you know oh yeah from being like kind of a bit of a wuss that wouldn't do this kind of thing to just being this tough cocky guy and he, he he's like a hard tough fighter now where it's funny because when i first saw tai chi they brought him back in from um noah and like it was like laughable like who's this dude in the fucking mask he looks small and stuff and now it's like he can have the hard-hitting matches now and he can play the baby face and he can play the cocky heel and he's just a cool dude now and of course he brings along uh, abe miho which is awesome i'm so glad we finally get oh sure miho back uh that's so it's always nice but to Pe- see. peter's not here right is that right no she was there too She's there she was for the there. G1. So they are bringing the valets back. Hell yes. <laughs> Bring in Abe so, Mio. I just realized I didn't watch Tanahashi Okada yet. I did get spoiled to who won. Oh. I had to stop watching this morning right before you this just match. Realized. I'm like, I'll pick it up later. Um, You're about to review it. So tell me what you thought. You saw it. All right, cool. Uh, this was a great match, man. It was like this was a, a classic Tanahashi and Okada match. What I mean by that is it was a safe match. You're not seeing anyone die or get slammed onto their head. Don't want to You're see not seeing dying. any violent headbutts or anything like that. I would but go with the occasional violent headbutt, but we can keep it at a minimum. Yeah, it was just two guys doing awesome stuff. They played their greatest hits. I mean. And they sold awesome. You know, you have Tanahashi doing the the high fly flow from the top post into the ring floor, which is crazy. But oh my, Okada caught him. He he. There was a great spot where Tanahashi got thrown into the guardrail, and of course, these New Japan guys they slam into the guardrail like it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid how much they slam. <laughs> Man, dude, if I whipped you into a guardrail, you'd like slow down, right? Like it'd be your reaction naturally, right? I don't know. I would. I mean, I we'll would try. Probably get we hang out, okay? It. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely sneak in. But I don't the... think you'd run into it at full speed and slam your back into it as hard as you can. Was it as good as their draw they had a few years ago? It it was very similar, actually, man. Oh it was God, kind was of so a good. similar match to that. So here's the thing: they. Uh, they teased it, man. They went to 29 minutes and 30 seconds. So they teased it. You know, the draws coming, right. which is a theme lately. We had that also in the uh, final two matches of night one. But um, you're, I was sure this was going to be a draw, man. It, it was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, this reminds me of old school Okada. He gets up and he hits that Rainmaker. And you just know back in the day when no one kicked out, you're just like, oh, it's over, and of course, it was over one, two, three in twenty-nine minutes and thirty seconds. It was heart-wrenching, man. It was I, a great I match. I will say, I saw he had some nice, bright color tights, and I think people, you know, he looked great. Added Okada some purple. Added some of his older colors too. back to his tight. Okada, yeah, was he's lost. He's lo- he's built some muscle or lost some fat. Either one, he looks awesome. Okada. I have a feeling he's been taking his time off well. Yes, and uh, maybe he's been getting ready for the G one. So. Um, Listen, you know, we Okada, obviously, I mean, Okada Tanahashi, I mean, obviously we haven't been following it for that long, but arguably so, the two I, greatest I, wrestlers I watched, in New Japan history. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe two of the best ever. Um, yeah, so. if, if, in the entire world. Okada's yeah. only 32, 33 years old. 
Mm-hmm. He's got a lot yep. of career left. Um, That's why he's just chilling, but so he might be on his comeback. He, he might was be high on his mileage. Comeback. He was obviously high mileage. Um, yeah, for yeah, oh yeah. He was you high can't, mileage. He was having five star bangers every fucking month with like every different competitor. Yeah, so he probably just needed a year and a half of taking it easy, um, or or maybe, maybe he's more, ready to go know, on that run. So maybe he's yeah. And and if he's not, you know, I get it. You know, take more time, King. Do it, you know? Yeah, because he can do it two years from now and yeah. reemerge and still and go on a run. Um, I, you know, wrestlers are crazy people. He's got and they always want to top what they did. So he, if he comes back, he's going to want to have an even bigger yeah. run than last time. He wants to go against Okada. He's yeah. going to want to go against, who's, who's, you know. Who with Okada? I was, or excuse me, he's going to want to go against Omega. Right. Sorry about that. Right. Yeah, sorry. I get the names confused because they're so synonymous. Because he, uh, he still has, he, he, he still, a lot of wrestlers just hit their prime at his age. Yeah. So he's got some time. Mm-hmm. If He just needed to, you know, take it easy for a little bit. But you never know, bro, because, you know, I would have said that uh, Tanahashi couldn't be getting better past a certain age. And the dude just keeps performing I at know. the high level. So you, you never know. But I have... I have a feeling Tanahashi literally is that once in a generation kind of thing that he says. Yeah, um, <laughs> is that one in a hundred? That's that it. Says on his. Uh, so it, 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 I thought. Oh, maybe it's one in a hundred generations. No, it's one in a hundred, man. He's, he's bro. The, if that's one in a hundred, then you and me have a fucking two percent chance together of being a right. It's a Tanahashi. I love it. I love it. I don't know. You, you definitely want to get that shirt that says "Never mind." I definitely. I know. Seriously. <laughs> hey, did you hear? So, that, by the way, I think that's the wrap of the G one. We, uh, I liked it. Good shit, man. Right? Yeah. Can't I believe the next say, show's in Thursday. I don't want to yeah, wait. I know. I was gonna say we have to wait till my wife's birthday <sighs> is Wednesday, so we're gonna do some good stuff. There, there. you go. But um, I can go over to the match line go for out? the next two. I don't know. You know what? We were gonna go to sushi, but. We got the kid that is on the. We we don't want to take him to restaurants and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Because he's, he's on that list. You can't of bring him. You close can't bring contacts him out. at school, so I don't want to. That's a him. shitty situation. He's probably fine. Just have but... one babysit the other and then leave him. Oi. One will be dead. <laughs> They're not that old yet. So let's let's preview um the next two nights that we're gonna get Thursday and Friday. So we got at the um. At the Ota City General Gymnasium, it's a beautiful building. I've, okay. That's where I went. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. Um, like a little what outside ward is that of in? main Tokyo. It's in the Ota City, is the okay. Ward. Um, it's a kind of a little industrial kind of area. Um, we start out with a banger: Toriano versus Great Okan. Toriano versus Great Okan. Oh uh, wow! I mean. I guess you'll like it, right? Yeah. I like to have my Yano match in the middle somewhere, just so I can kind of see some serious stuff first, and then it's a nice change of pace. I like having Well, we, we know it'll be short. I mean, Okan is not, like, a huge enough champion or whatever for yeah. to get spoiled, so this could go either way, but I say Okan. Uh, Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi. What do you got on that one? I think Kanto wins it. After Yujiro just comes off a huge win? Yeah. We'll see. Huh. Maybe I'm going to say Yujiro, man. matches and let, has like a juice. Yeah, let's, and like let's, let Yujiro, let's let Yujiro go on a little roll here. 
We're going to roll him, and then he'll, he's going to come to a speed bump with the name of Shingo. Uh, Tetsuya Naito against Naito. Tama Lo- Tongaloa. I'm sure they'll have a good match, right? They've they've wrestled each other a bunch of times in the recent year, ha- haven't they? Yeah, they were in a lot of the, the tag so. matches. So maybe these that's guys the know how to communicate. They've both been in the New Japan for years. And didn't they, they should have be a able to have match, something uh, recently because I know they did. They might have be surprised guys up for singles matches. So that'll be. I mean, fine. look, look, no, Naito is was yeah. called the wrestling genius. He's I mean, one, he knows how to put together matches. Yeah, he's one of the best in the world. Kota Ibushi Tamahiro Ishii. So this match is one I saw. I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" Um, Ishii, pretty much no matter who you put him against, like he's get, like maybe the Udro match will suck, but I mean, dude. I would say that the over and under in this one's going to be about fifteen minutes because I don't really see Ibushi going over fifteen minutes right now with his condition. You know, mm. well, we'll see how hard that pneumonia—that's yeah. what it was. We'll, but we'll see how much that condition we'll is affecting him by how it's booked, right? Yeah, we'll see. But they they did have it as the semi-main, so. They could have easily uh, flipped. That's some what of makes me think it's going a little longer, brother. Yeah, so we'll see. But I mean, I hope he's ready to go twenty minutes against twenty-five minutes against Ishii and taking a lot of shots to the head. But because we'll Ishii don't slow down, dude. No, and the main event, if you haven't figured it out by now, is going to be Zack Saber Jr. and Shingo Takagi. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, when I heard this I card, am so excited. One of the ones I've been looking forward to the most. And you know. You know what's crazy, bro? I can't even mentally figure out how it's going to look. I, I can kind of see it. Like, I know they're going to be on the ground, and Shingo's going to pop up and do the sliding lariat and stuff, but I it's gonna be fun. really am confused. Have these guys wrestled before? I don't know. Um, Let's look real quick. Can you believe that they, they were booking Shingo as a junior when they first came in? Can you believe that? Well, he is from Dragon Gate, bro. So, mm-hmm. honestly, it 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 is kind of normal, like natural, because he was from Dragon Gate. I mean, he only wrestled juniors his whole career. So, is Dragon Gate but, like a tradition? Like all the guys are small. It's a junior company for oh, sure. I see. Okay, I'd say like there's probably like five to ten big guys at any given time, but more likely five. But pretty much all the top stars are juniors, and you know they they have a lightweight belt, but it's for someone even smaller than a junior. So, so Friday, yeah. the twenty fourth, um, these are the matches that are also going to be at the Ota City right. General Friday. Gymnasium. So the next day, um, as the fans. Well, what about file Show in, versus Oiwa? Well, I you know what? it's not on the it's not on the list I have, but it's um, not on the card. Show's beating people up, pretty much guaranteed. Do you think show should beat people up for a month straight? I don't. I, you know what? I love the card now. There's only one of those. We don't have to worry about those 26-man tag matches. You know, we have to fast yeah, forward through. I, I wonder if they're worried about show not being enough of a heel, and they want to get him out there and just yeah, have him they're probably just violate. There. They want to keep him in mind because he might get involved with stuff later in the night, too. True. Um. Yeah, he's really... None of the other juniors are working right now, that's for sure. Uh... But, exactly, they're all getting their time off, and he's working his ass off. But who knows, though? They, they, want they might actually be billing him as a heavyweight at some point, too. I don't know about that. He's short, bro. Uh-oh. They go with height. Height is more important because fucking, if height didn't matter, fucking uh, ZSJ is a junior. 
Yeah, he's like 6'3". That's what I'm he's saying. Over six it's, feet. it's all about height. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroki oh, Goto was an opening match. That's always a great match, yeah. dude. Those guys know how to throw it on. They've been wrestling nearly as long as each other. They've had classic matches in the past. This will be no different. It, is it Which match is this? Is this the semi-main? or No, this is, is the this opening a, match. That's amazing. They're making this the opening. Yeah. Show me what better matches than this. Well, the second match of the night, they usually, you know, they usually go in order. But um, Tama Tonga, Chase Owens. So we're going to have a little inter-bullet club. Um, That's for them to prove, right, bro? Yeah. I mean, they got to prove they can do it. I, I, I don't even think they should do hijinks before the match. I think they should two-sweet each other and then wrestle, you know? Yeah, and uh, so you'll probably have uh, Giotto come out. With, I hope uh, Tom I, They got to go one-on-one for this one, though, right? We'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll send him home and they'll do it one-on-one straight across. Look, I think Justin and I are looking forward to this one sure. because this we've seen them do night. good in this tournament. So, go ahead. Yoshihashi Jeff Cobb coming up next. Yoshihashi Jeff Cobb. Ooh, that could be really good. That could be fun. Um, I want to see Yoshihashi get, like, thrown onto the mat. He's in the corner. He's on his back. He grabs the ring, and fucking Jeff Cobb grabs his feet and pulls up and shoots him into the sky, (laughs) catches him, and does a fucking tour of the islands on him. Wouldn't that look sick? Against fucking, yeah. Uh, and then we have Sonata Taichi, which we've probably seen Sonata a million Taichi. times. Sonata Taichi. Yeah. This is uh, a tag match thing we've seen with the techers and all yeah, that. So yeah. A little rehash of that. It'll be I don't think it's going to be as good as Sonata and ZSJ. Just to be honest, I don't think it's going to be as good. Or, no, we saw uh, Sonata and Tamatanga. That was great. No, I'm just that. saying right. that I don't think. Yeah, yeah. And the main event their for tag the team partners is Kazushka Okada and Evil. And Evil, yeah. Oh wow. So oh, they chose gonna this be a lot over. Of bullshit in this one, and this might be the one where Evil sneaks a win in. I can't believe they chose. Whatever. And then we have Sunday. I won't go into it. Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday after. Okay, um, Sunday went. Okay, they're kind of spacing them out. So spacing them out. We're gonna this get thing is going two days October in a row. Twenty first. So it seems like it's gonna go. I mean, it usually Jesus. is about six weeks. So um, we're in full swing, I, dude. When I I remember going to counseling back like a couple years ago, and I would like carry it on my phone and watch it while walking. I remember I saw ZSJ versus Ibushi while walking to the Carl's Jr. in the bus stop. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to catch that shit live. Like, I was like, fuck. So, I'm excited, man. This is a lot of fun. We're in G1 season. We Did we even talk much all, all Elite? I don't think we did, and we don't really need to so much. Well, I mean, we I got mean, the... Kinda... We could maybe... Uh, we got that show at Archer Ash or whatever, where they have the U.S. Arthur Open. Ash Stadium. Yeah. We, we don't need to detail the whole show. Let's just uh We're getting Kenny Omega... And Daniel and Brian yes, Danielson. Yes. I mean, let's just talk about it real quick. How this exciting is, is that? Be, this show is gonna be fucking awesome, dude. Like, there, there's nothing else to say. It's their biggest crowd ever. It'll probably break the decibel levels. You think? Well, it's outdoors. It's outdoors. So we'll see. I my my friend's going, so he's gonna be there. Shit. 
Bro, you know Shout that, like, I, I heard people saying in the, the uh, New Jersey show, or was it New York? Whatever. The Prudential Center. Oh, that's in Brooklyn. So I heard... Oh, no, that's in New Jersey. That's where no. the Devils play. Okay, so I heard the New Jersey uh, the New Jersey show was so fucking loud, yeah. and then you watched it, and when I saw it, it was MJF, and it was, like, violently loud, bro. They were, These are very passionate fans. Yes. Um... The AEW fans, they bring them out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great... Are we going to see uh, Suzuki Goon versus Eddie yeah. Kingston? And Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. How yeah. fun is that? And it's crazy we're getting Suzuki. Dude, I was just saying this the other day. Who would have thought we'd be seeing Suzuki on a 1.3 million episode of TV in America, and now he's going to be on like one of the biggest pay-per-views in America ever that isn't WWE? That's nuts. He already was. Right? True. He was yeah. in All Out. This one's on national television, so this one... Oh, yeah, and this free. is not a pay-per-view. But it's on TNT. No, yeah, it's it's just crazy, bro. And then how crazy is it that they had the fucking... Just, it's just been nuts with this company. So we're getting dream matches this week, or a dream match, at least, and all sorts of other fun stuff. There's They're going to do uh, Ruby Soho against... Britt Baker. Britt Baker. What do you think about that? You know, I think we talked about it last week. I have not seen a lot of, like, the real presentation of Ruby Soho when she was Ruby Riot. And what was her name? Dude, don't, okay, that? don't look it back. No, it was I know like, that. Because I think Lo- you said it Loveless, too. Marlene Loveless or, or something. Loveless, somebody, yeah. I haven't yeah, seen a lot of her really work um, with no handcuffs, WWE handcuffs. Obviously, she's got, yeah. a, really, she's got a really great look. She's got the rancid song. Um, I mean, we'll see. I think she's got some it, swagger about I got, her. I got high expectations of it. Should be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I think it's gonna be good. That wanted to see. Um, what's her name? Thunder Rosa get that shot. Mm, and maybe she should have. I think at some point it's got to be her because remember she was the one that really put Britt Baker on the map with the bloody face and actually Brit, uh, beat Britt Baker because I think they... She did, yeah. Did they go for the But Britt Baker was on the map title? before that. She yeah. was on the map when she started calling people from Texas Whataburger right, idiots. This The AEW, when this really brought her into the national spotlight. Yeah. It, it was yeah. this. Um, and I do... I feel like if this was WWE, we'd already have a four-way match between all the women challengers last month. Right. And for the record, I have my uh, PWI 500 on order. Are you into that? The PWI 500? I like looking at it. It's fun. So I went to you a couple of I... newsstands to try and find one, and I couldn't. So I just... Of course not. Caved. No, I found PWIs. I, I've seen one. them too, bro. Well, that one isn't supposed to go out for a couple months anyway. The 500? So. Yeah. I thought it was out already. It's the, it's their December issue, bro. Oh, because like I saw the October and November issues out in the racks. I think they get that shit out super late to certain places. Right. Okay. I thought it was out. You already. could probably still you could probably always... still buy it, but I don't think it's out on the street. Oh, I ordered it. Hey, ch- hey ch- check this out. Um, so I'm I'm gonna fill my entire wall. Okay, this is like totally off the side, but I'm gonna fill my entire wall with comic book covers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and good and bad guys on the left and right so check it out oh shit i got that today you got two 
Oh, yeah, I can't bring it up anymore. (laughs) Venom and Blue Flash. That doesn't really play good for a podcast. I might cut that out, but it's kind of cool. I want to build like a whole wall of it, kind of like I have in my background. Nice. Go for it. Oh, shit. Anyways, man, fuck. Well, I think we've detailed pretty much everything. Yeah, and it's yeah we can we gone a little over an hour. That's perfect for a little bonus episode, and now we have to go to the drudgery of the week. No, not so much because we get to watch all this wrestling. G one is this week, baby. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go a couple days without it. So we'll see if we can survive. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. If you can't survive that match, you go watch back and watch all Japan from the nineties, and your wrestling will be fulfilled. There's all sorts of stuff. I got the full DVD set if you ever want me to send it to you online. Yeah. We'll see one day, one day. You're like, dude, I have a family and kids. I don't got time like that, dog. Uh, Probably could squeeze it in. Doing this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get out of here, man. All right, our loyal listeners. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a good one. And uh, we will see y'all on the flip side. Peace. Thank you.